2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back. It is our number two of Live Bet Saturday coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, our VP of operations here at the Circa Resort. We had a fun first hour, fun second hour on deck. 30 minutes from now, We're talking Daytona, Daytona 500, the greatest, the America's race, what are they called? The the great American race, I think is what it's called. Uh, As you roll your eyes there. But we'll be talking about the Daytona 500 with our guest, Cody Zeeb of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. As you can see, of course, I'm a NASCAR aficionado. That's why we have Cody on the show in 30 minutes. Uh, Cody will give us his plays on the outright markets, the top three markets, top five markets, as we discuss the great American race. I believe that is actually what it is called for the Daytona 500. But right now we are sweating out some college basketball bets that we have going on. I know, Mike, you have your eye on what's happening in Iowa City between Wisconsin and Iowa. Badgers looking like they're trying to fight back here after getting a little bit of a deficit in the second half. They're trailing by four with a little over six minutes to go. Uh, I have made a wager on the Kansas-Oklahoma game. That's about to tip off in five minutes. I like the over. Played over 142.5. And, a half. and uh, we'll see what happens also in this UConn-Marquette game where the second half markets will start to populate. Huskies ended the second half in a flurry. Out to out a 16 16- point lead against the Golden Eagles what is what the did top it five 68
4: what was the f- total points in the first half then? Uh yeah I believe it was 68 42 26 so yep yeah. 68 so and you're the, right on that number that live that total
3: looks like we're 145 and a half right now it was 144 and a half when they went to have some looking like there might have been some interest coming in on the over but yukon is laying 16 and a half for the game uh and this of course closed seven (laughs) (laughs) so shock as a dog if you want to go ahead and play that angle you can get even more points uh in this game as a big dog (laughs) shock as a a a big
4: dog how do you feel about Wisconsin right now? And they, been, they've had three shots down four to score and haven't... haven't Been fumbling the ball around? Haven't, haven't converted. I'm sure I will get a... Well, here comes oh, there their you four. go. Man. Here comes their fourth. They Come on, two. Chucky.
3: Let's go. <laughs> How long has he been there, Chucky Hepburn? I mean, I feel like... He's, that's the perfect guy to have the basketball for those of us who are just parachuting into college hoops right now. But Wisconsin, right now, they trail by four. We'll get you the second half number right now here in the UConn and Marquette game as that starts to populate here. I was looking at look, the odds board and nope, up still hasn't populated yet, but we'll get you that when it does. But we also have some uh, some NFL. We haven't talked a little NFL so far here on this Saturday. You know, we're about six days removed from the NFL season. Congratulations once again to the Kansas City Chiefs winning Super Bowl. 50 58 against the 49ers but our producer brian ortega has put together a game of nfl fill Fill in the the blank blank. here mike palm i know you've been doing your research on this and we're studying late night to go ahead and get the correct answers yeah i got the rundown so i I put a lot of hours in. (laughs) you got it in your email uh Mm -hmm. our first fill in the blank has to do with the green bay packers this is the green bay packers will blank the playoffs next season i believe it's supposed to be make or miss what do we, we can come up with the word, right?
4: It's any word. <laughs> or you can no, come up with any no, word. it's not a, a it multiple just, choice. Okay, it's, guess, we put in any word. All
3: right, put in any word as long as it's FCC uh, approved.
4: I said make. You said make. I, they, they will make the playoffs. All right. What was your word? Make was my word as well. Oh, I agree. God. That's, that's uh, a kind know. of a leading question. What are they going to do? Attack the playoff? Attack the <laughs> they're playoffs. They're going to execute in the yeah, playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. They
3: execute against Dallas, so I shouldn't laugh. Uh, the next one, though, I do like the Green Bay Packers. So just from like an overall standpoint, I think this is to be a big year for Green Bay. Jordan Love, how could you not like what he did in the second half of the season? They have all those young weapons with Jaden Reed. If Christian Watson could ever stay healthy, Romeo Dobbs, he started to turn a corner in the playoffs as well. And then of course the the offensive line is intact there with Green Bay. Then defensively. Making the move for Jeff Halfley now, the Boston College head coach, to come over and be the D.C. Uh, It can only be better from what we saw from Joe Barry during the regular season. Uh, I think the Green Bay Packers have a bright future ahead of them because they once again found their quarterback. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Our next one for Phil and the Blake. C.J. Stroud will follow up a great rookie
4: year by blank next season. Well, this kind of calls for a gerund, I thought, was implied here. So I said Excelling. Excelling, <laughs> excelling next season. Excelling next what, season. What was your word, Femi? I don't know if I have one <laughs> word. I think I have multiple one word. By- it's a blank. One word. <laughs> it could be ah, more
3: than one word. That's nonsense. <laughs> it could be more than one. I'll say <laughs> that's by not- repeating as a division champion
4: next season. Okay, you're creating your own <laughs> sentence to fill in
1: the
3: blank.
4: <laughs> My God, this is now their sixth trip down four. Okay, Femi. I can't take it anymore. That's why you tilt it. I'm going to crush this paper. <laughs> it one have- <clears throat> there. was a technical on I where they missed both free throws. Well, well <laughs> While you were making up a paragraph to fill in the blank, <laughs> fill in the paragraph is what this is called. Uh, yeah. I do like Stroud, and the Stroud is going to
3: be another yeah. popular MVP bet for those of you who dabble into the awards markets. Everyone likes those year two quarterbacks. This one is the blank will miss the playoffs next season. I've got Patriots. I say the Patriots. <laughs> no, let's just well, wait. T- <laughs> t- t- teams, t- we'll, we'll make this teams who made the playoffs this year. The I don't blank like We'll miss the playoffs. What do you mean you don't like it? Is a I, I don't that like turns it.
4: over. There's parody. What are you talking about? The Buccaneers. That's a good one. We'll miss them.
3: That's, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, you stole that one. <laughs> I'll say, all right, let me take it. I'm not going to use the one that you oh use because that's a really good one. They
4: missed the end one. They've now missed five consecutive <laughs> free throws. Hey, but they're on a 7 nothing scoring run. Yeah, but I was, had 11 possessions during that 7 to nothing run. That's tough. I can't win. There's no way you're gonna win. I usually like bet lay six and a half because I was gonna go on a spurt here.
3: I'll say I'll say the Pittsburgh Steelers will miss the playoffs next season. That would be the team that i go with. That's a good answer. I mean, Burrow's going to be back healthy. Lamar and Harbaugh, they'll be intact. So the Ravens are going to once again be like a Uh. 10 and a half win total team. And I think Cleveland, healthy. Mm. Chubb will be back. The offensive line will be back. Uh, I think that Cleveland Browns team will have a high upside next year as well. So kind of odd man out are the Pittsburgh Steelers who made the playoffs. This year, they'll miss it next year. Uh, The team that missed the playoffs that I'm most excited to see next season
4: is the... Indianapolis Colts. Richardson, see Anthony Richardson. He's see, drinking the, the Ar- Elliot the Elliott Bowman juice. Well, but, well, <laughs> he's, he's he's all. No, it has not, nothing to do all, with Elliot Bowman. He's, he's all not the Colts, man. Nothing to do with Elliot Bowman. It just has to do with the fact that we never really got to see the kid play this year. Yeah. Thirteen consecutive empty trips for Iowa when they have managed to <laughs> tie the game on a goaltending. Iowa hasn't scored since the under eight, eight timeout. They they made two free throws Wait, out why of the other to timeout. Iowa? Okay, now they took. Well, you can't win here. I mean, the Big Ten <laughs> that works against you. <laughs> It's unbelievable! is that big 10 protocol <laughs> watch this game land too i lose both bets
3: let's hope not let's hope not um i'll say the team that i'm most excited for is the chargers it's an easy answer but Harbaugh with herbert i think that we're gonna actually get some toughness you think that it's gonna
4: be a slow start for the chargers i just think that he's got the cachet that he doesn't have to win 11 games and every unless people will call it a bust i i think he can build this team through the draft it's a little slowly here and they're going to wean off all these high priced older free agents that but they acquired. Do you acquired. think
3: that they need a lot to to start winning? Because I don't think they need a lot. I think they needed a head coach, and they got that. They got a really good one. And I think they have the draft capital to
4: go ahead and make some moves. They're picking pretty high. Like, this can be what a good turn. What if they won turnaround. one game since Schottenheimer left? One playoff game that Anthony Lynn won? I mean, what? And it's true. It's every year. It's every year. Anthony- what were they up 24 nothing in Jacksonville last year in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, tough man yeah, it's a good answer because it'll be see to see what harbaugh do is a great storyline how think quick it's he thing. can impact yeah it.
3: Maybe, maybe that'll be the opening night game maybe it'll be chargers at chiefs harbaugh's return to the nfl uh my super bowl bet for next season not name the chiefs
4: is detroit lions you love them i don't love them i i love you the love way them. they built the team i love the way they built the team uh and they had the 49ers down 17 and half in the nfc championship game um I think it, I think Baltimore is going to be tough to play it back. On the defensive side of the ball, you lose your coordinator. You're going to lose, like, several key pieces. Um, I was never sold on Monk, and I thought he was okay during the year. I thought he was terrible in the playoffs. And that division is going to get tougher with Burrow coming back. So, uh, you know, Chiefs, I think the, the West gets tougher with Harbaugh coming. I think the, the Broncos have to be better than what they were. Um, if the Raiders could fight a quarterback, they might be dangerous. So I think 12 to one and find a better price on Detroit is, is the best right now. Packers. That'll be my choice. The green Bay Packers, I think will
3: be my super bowl bet. And it gets a hell yeah from our producer, Brian Brian who's a two-time owner. I can't believe we hit the
4: obvious choice for NFL MVP next year is should lead you into the, into the funniest stuff anyone's heard in a long time
3: all you need is love it's all fun and games until these tickets cash folks all right so you can laugh all you want but uh green bay packers i think will be really good next season
4: and uh i I just what price do you need to bet the packers to win the to win the north to win the north yes because i'm assuming they'll be the second choice behind detroit they'll be the second choice probably Detroit's like, are, are they gonna be a minus price? I don't think they're gonna be a minus. Nah, I think they'd be like plus 130, plus 140. If you're gonna give me north of anything, $2. You will take it, huh? take Okay, it very you're very confident. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, are they, th- 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 those odds aren't up right now. Okay, because he's saying three to one. I was like, yeah, I'll take three. I don't think it's gonna
4: be I'll three. I'll take eight, <laughs> and I like the Lions. I'll take eight to one.
3: <laughs> Maybe I'll write that for the guy this You're year. Tell me. worry about pa- worry pa- about Packers, that. Packers. 15 oh, those to Vikings, one. Those Vikings. Skull. Yeah. Hey, the, the, the Vikings. We can't we can't make jokes about them. They were actually pretty good this year. They just had quarterback issues, of course. Oof. I, I like some that severe sound. ones at the end. <laughs> yeah.
4: Jaron Hall. Oh, Whoa, God. What a performance that was. That was almost as bad as that. The kid that the Arizona played at Cleveland. Oh, Who was that, uh, what was, Tune? The, yeah, Tune. Who was it? Tune? Holy yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Like he shouldn't AI. be out there. Why is Wisconsin throwing <laughs> lobs with the guys that can't jump? What's Greg Gard doing? They could have fired him years ago. This he's a, is awful. He's the silent assassin. of the to, to the John basket, Ross the worse team. they are on offense. This there, team. There you go Chucky. There you go, Chucky. Yeah. Chucky's Chuck, Chuck money. Me. Watch this game land, too. Oh, Lord. I just want to... That's what... Coming up after the break, we're just going to watch this game. (laughs) There's two two minutes left. I'll be watching during the Daytona segment. I may hope for overtime. (laughs) You're not dialed (laughs) into the great American race? I don't know. I get... Petty, petty, petty. I don't know. I'm not up to date on it. There's under two minutes to go. We're tied, <laughs> We're tied at 76.
3: Tied at 76.
4: Oh no, two minutes. they gave him that. Oh, oh rebound! No, that's off Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, Iowa gets the ball back. Unreal. Is there a foul being called? Why is nobody pointing? We'll figure out what's going on
3: in yeah. Iowa City. On The other side. Full update next year on Live Bet Saturday. Hold on.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN the sports betting network. Oh, there
1: you go.
3: If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSN experts have you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, to the upcoming College Hoops betting guide bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Welcome back. This is the beauty of Live Bet Saturday. Femi Ben Fay alongside Mike Palm hanging out at the Circuit Resort and Casino. Mike, would you like to give us an update on what's going on in Iowa City between Wisconsin and the Iowa Hawkeyes? Um,
4: I believe Iowa has scored two points since the under eight timeout. (laughs) That's no exaggeration. 48 seconds. Uh, Fran wants to talk about it. Iowa's got the ball down to Wisconsin scored to take their first lead since about two minutes into the second half. 78 76, Wisconsin. 47.2 47.2 Iowa's ball arrow goes to Wisconsin they just had a uh couldn't make a decision call a jump ball that went to Iowa so if I if Wisconsin can get a stop here I've uh, depending on how much t- difference there is in the shot clock although I'd, I'd play defense against Wisconsin if there's eight or more seconds oh yeah
3: yeah it's like this team you, doesn't you, you find a defend.
4: natural shot in their offense no. at all no everything is difficult it all looks like and this is against an Iowa team that's like Thirteen to two in the last six minutes. There's your scoring run. Two points since the under eight timeout. Hey, you know what? But, but it's, they've it's only scored thirteen in six minutes. Think about that. It's like what's worse? <laughs> I guess obviously Iowa's worse. Oh, stars! Stars score early in the second. Here they did after a
3: scoreless first to take the lead. At home. They did. Uh, yep. It yeah, looks like we're one nothing there with the Dallas
4: Stars, and oh, now we're tied between Iowa and, and uh Watch. It. Think guards going to go two for one? Absolutely not. <laughs>
3: We're going to milk it all the way down as, as Chucky e. Hepburn is walking the ball up the basketball court right now. Yeah, they, they have no they have no interest in
4: going two for one. Look at this set. Not one person moved. Nobody, nobody, what is, what he is asked this? He asks if the shot clock's off. What are they doing? <laughs> uh, and then he called timeout with 14 left and 28 in the game clock. Why wouldn't you try to get the two for one, though, in a tie game? Guess right. not. No. Guess not. Uh, I actually think I was the favorite right now. Don't you? They're I mean, guaranteed. They a, they're going to get a possession with fifteen plus seconds left. And they only have fourteen seconds on the shot clock scores two, And you know Iowa might chuck up a three here. So when they get it back, we'll see. Just yeah. don't land two. Just don't. Land Just two. don't land two is what we're asking for. Overtime, it's.
3: i been How do you, how do you okay feel? Because
4: it's yeah. unlikely to land seven will win by time. ten in overtime.
3: Yeah, it's such a, a small window there. To
4: Look at the Sooners right off the jump here. Tell you if you want if you want Kansas plus money through what six and a half minutes a yeah, little, little, little slow nah. not great little slow not great for
3: those of us who bet over 142 and a half it's, it's very early. early it is early and, and maybe kansas will find them so i mean kansas if you can't wake up after what happened last on, on monday it's like get this team out of my face if they can't wake up and i don't even need them to win the game just do something you know score points please uh, as it looks like McCuller is going to at least get to the line right there. Uh, Edmonton just tied it up, by the way.
4: Uh, so after no goals in the first period, we have two goals in about two minutes and three seconds. Red Wings, Flames, no score through seven. So we're, we're yeah. sweating that alt-under first period under two and a half is the third leg of the parlay. There you go. And that's the last leg? No, and then I have at the two o'clock uh, games, I took St. Louis and uh, Nashville under two and a half. First okay. Year. So it was an alt-soccer total with three alt-first period totals. Alt-high and unders. So I laid two, $2, $2 do you plus. find value in these alts mm-hmm. quite a bit? Oh, yes. Just like with I these. Do all I, so I put the four together and I think it pays like plus 212, the 14 parlay. Well,
3: Wisconsin is down to under 10 seconds on the shot clock. What are they
4: doing? And they they have nothing. This is going to be a shot clock violation. They called the timeout to get an isolation bucket. Yeah, that's terrible. That is really Uh, bad unless they get the rebound. Iowa gets it with 13, and they're just going to go down and score. It's over. Shoot a three. And they're going to win by two. Shoot a three. Oh, Lord. Don't let them go to the basket and don't fall. Oh, Oh, goodness. Femi, they won by two. Nope. Overtime? Overtime. Oh, God.
3: (laughs) You ready for five more minutes? five we more gotcha. bits of Iowa and Wisconsin <laughs> I mean this these two teams deserve each other they really do I I don't know what was worse the Wisconsin possession or whatever Iowa was trying to do there at the end of regulation but it, it was bad hey you know it's, it's kind of been college hoops this year isn't up and <laughs> it's, it's been tough uh, speaking of the pro hoops NBA All Star Saturday night in Indianapolis. The basketball world has descended upon Naptown to watch the best and the brightest in the association. You playing any three point contest? You took somebody. I did take somebody in the three point contest, but I was curious to see if you. Ha- I- I'll Come give on. the updated markets right now. This is at another domestic sports book that I have the odds in front of me. The favorite is the defending three point contest champion, Damian Lillard. He's at plus 440. Tyrese Halliburton on his home floor he's the home guy he's at plus 460 Trey Young plus 480 Donovan Mitchell plus 650 Jalen Brunson and Laurie Markkinen and Carl Anthony Towns at seven to one Malik Beasley is at eight to one at this shot but obviously shop around I believe at DraftKings Malik Beasley is plus 650 and a long shot right and this just goes to show you that we're all kind of guessing here the favorites plus 425 the longest shot is seven to one so maybe there's something here that you can kind of if you want to cross some guys off that you don't think can win or some guys that you think actually have an advantage. Uh, I guess it's sort of a crapshoot.
4: I, mean, I mean, there's eight people in the long shot of seven to one. Stop now.
3: I mean, well, the this, thing, I guess, I guess the the take is that, out
4: of that market is there's eight people, and the longest shot is seven to one to win it. Hey, I mean, is, is it the most plus EV thing to do? No, but if it's it's a fun thing for tonight, you know. And you took one of the long shots.
3: I did take one of the long shots just because it's. I mean, it's eight people, and like you said, the long <laughs> the shot's shot's is one. fun, seven to one. But uh, I took Lori Markkinen, who right now I guess is plus six fifty over at DraftKings. I was able to grab some eight to one. My handicap, honestly, of this is that it's a crapshoot. I'm going to take one of the longer prices, and I'm also going to take one of the bigger guys as well because uh my one thing with the three-point contest is that stamina and endurance matters and those bigger guys like we saw a couple years ago when carl anthony towns one he, he was like 12 to one to win the three-point contest a couple years ago when he ended up winning it he gets off about a quarter inch from the ground when he shoots laurie marketing he's not a big jumper when he shoots his threes as well some of the smaller guys they have to put some more legs into it and those five racks it takes a lot of energy to get through those racks. You got to do it for multiple rounds. So some of the bigger guys is where I like to identify. So Laurie Markin and sharp shooter for the Utah Jazz will be my pick for the three-point contest. Markin in this season shoots 40% from beyond the arc. So he's a sharp shooter. He knows what he's doing. And I also like the fact that he got experience last year. He didn't perform that well in this last year because it was in Salt Lake City. I think there was a little bit of that added pressure, which is one of the reasons why I don't really like Tyrese Halliburton later on tonight. There's so much pressure and so much obligation when you are the star of the host city. Halliburton's been everywhere All Star Weekend. He's been in interviews with all these things. He's like kind of like the, the, the unofficial mayor of Indianapolis for the weekend. I think that by the time he gets to the three point contest, I think he'll be exhausted. So uh, I went ahead and, and I'm looking to fade him. I'm also fading Damian Lillard. I mean, he's shooting the ball uh, not very well this year. 34% from beyond the arc. Trey Young's at 37% now. Trey Young, obviously, a lot of those are uh, off the dribble. This is not an off- the dribble sort of uh contest this is kind of a catch-and-shoot type of thing laurie Markkinen, one of the best catch-and-shoot bigs in the NEBA. the finisher so, uh, the finisher i'm great nickname. I'm, yeah, it is excellent nickname. he's from he Finland. Is. the finisher he actually had to serve in the, the finnish army uh this offseason it was part of the obligation for him uh but the Uh-oh. finisher laurie markinen is my guy for the three-point contest presented by starry but they don't sponsor us unless they want to um uh, so that's my guy no, nothing for you you don't want to di- dive into the uh he played one year point? at arizona
4: yeah, that was it, huh? He came he in at the end. He was like a top 10 pick I believe he Seventh was. 7th overall so, in yeah.
3: 2017. All right. Yeah. Marking, the marksman, the finisher, <laughs> the finisher. <laughs> it's a great nickname. Uh the dunk contest, which is hilarious by the way. <laughs> it's we got a couple of G-leaguers in the dunk contest because uh, some of the big name guys don't really want to participate and the favorite, last year's winner, Mac McClung minus 270.
4: Is the favorite? Wow, it, minus two seven, four to one in, in in the in the three point contest, and minus two seventy for <laughs> On an event that is judged. So yeah. <laughs> in Nevada,
3: I don't think we can bet it anywhere because no. it's a it's a judged event. But at other places, or other jurisdictions, you're able to bet this Mac McClung, who won it last year, now minus two seventy defending champion Jalen Brown. He's the first All Star in like forever to compete in this contest. He's five to one. Jacob Toppin, brother of Obi Toppin, is eight to one, and then uh, Jaime Hawkes Jr. Also at eight to one, but I'm surprised he's actually in the contest. Maybe he'll surprise all of us and he's been saving it up for the dunk contest. But uh, I don't even know what I would. I think I I guess I'd take Jalen Brown at five to one just because he's athletic. He probably there's a reason why he wanted to do this. He didn't have to do it. So my guess is he has some good stuff uh, cooked up for the for the viewing public. But it's hard to go against Mac McClung, who has sort of had an entire year to come up with dunks and figure out what he wants to do to try to defend his
4: title. When does that go off? Oh, 7.30 or something It's like after the after the three-point? I believe it's after the oh, okay. three-point, yeah. And, so when, and when do the... Steph and Sabrina. They go in between? Or I they go first? I
3: think it's in between. Mm. I think it maybe it goes three-point, then Steph and Sabrina, yeah. then dunk contest. Yeah. Although Steph and Sabrina is probably the main event of the entire night. Maybe but that'll certainly. be the last thing. Who knows? Certainly it is. You're still on Steph, though? You've well, she has pivoted? to shoot from the NBA line. Well, she wants to shoot, but she didn't have to. She said, hey, I want the smoke. Curry's out to like minus 270. I really thought
4: of her shooting the women's ball at the women's line. I thought there was value in getting two to one on her. Yeah. Well, she said she wants to go ahead and shoot from the NBA line against the greatest shooter of all time. Cody
3: Zeeb of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast (laughs) joins us next to break down the great American race here on Live Bet Saturday.
0: This is live bet Saturday on Vsin,
3: the Sports Betting Network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our producer Brian Ortega's Oscar odds article on the new vsin.com. Oscars three weeks away. Who's going to win Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress? All of those details. Three weeks until the tickets are cashed. You can find that on vSin.com. Check it out, vsin.com today. They did a terrific job with the up, uh, the new re vamped website that we have here at v's and so we uh, we definitely appreciate all of that stuff this is live bet saturday family bed fair alongside mike palm mike palm sweating out wisconsin and iowa still tied Still tied. Still tied. With Thirty a, seconds to it's, go. It's overtime. the theme of this game here. Uh, there's no ties in racing though, and the Daytona 500, the Great American Race, that's tomorrow. And to help us break down the race, Cody Zeeb of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast joins us here on Live Bet Saturday. Cody, we appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. And before we get into who you like and the top threes, the top fives, when you handicap this race, is this a race that traditionally allows for a lot of long shots to hit, or is it kind of usually the top of the board is where you want to be doing your betting?
5: Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. I appreciate it. This is definitely a long shot type of race. When you get to the super speedways like Daytona, we've seen all the big crashes, right? Those are always the highlights when it comes to a race like this, uh, that can be both good and bad for your bets. Obviously if your bets get swept up in one of those crashes, that's never good, but opens up the door. Um, and you know, uh, limited on a week to week basis in NASCAR, the top of the board are generally the guys that are going to win the race, have the shot to, to cash the top tickets for you. But a race like this, literally anyone in the entire field can win the race. Anybody can cash you a top five, a top three, uh, bets like that. So uh, it's a lot of fun to bet on races like the Daytona 500 because it really opens up just about everything on the board and, and gives you an opportunity to hit some some big bets.
4: Cody, our former uh, director here at Circus Sports for eight years made his living as a professional bettor, and he focused on NASCAR and FCS football, and he in... In the time I spoke to him about it, he put a lot of emphasis on the time trials every week and how he handicapped the race. How important are the time trials uh, for you and your handicap?
5: Yeah, so on a week to week basis, they do matter quite a bit. Uh, you know, where you're starting at means a lot. Uh, but when it comes to Daytona, this week, it really it doesn't matter. I think the last two years, you know, the guy who's won the race last year was 33rd starting position um, out of, or 31st starting position out of 40 cars. I think the year before was like 33rd or something like that. Um, So, yeah, in a normal, quote unquote, week, uh, starting position does matter a lot, Um, you know, and, and the advantage you have on the field there. But when it comes to a place like Daytona this weekend, really, it means absolutely nothing.
3: We're speaking with Cody Zeeb of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. That's Z-E-B. Uh, Cody, does pass, I, I always think about this, like when, when you handicap a golf tournament, like the Masters, where previous performance is really indicative of what's going to happen in the future. Is that the case here at Daytona, or is it just such a crapshoot and so wide open that, hey, one year you might finish way, way in the back, another year you might go ahead and win it. Like, how does kind of previous finishing performance kind of go forward here as we handicap this race coming up tomorrow?
5: Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, past performance is definitely indicative. You know, there's certain guys on the super speedway style of tracks, Daytona, Talladega, um, the new Atlanta racetrack as well. Um, and there's guys that just tend to be better on these types of racetracks or tend to be worse on these types of racetracks. And that holds up a majority of the time. Of course, with these big crashes where it'll take out, you know, that we saw we had the truck race last year, last night in the NASCAR truck series. I think there was a wreck that had 15, 16 trucks in it. So you'll see those types of wrecks on this type of track and anyone can get caught up in those. So there's definitely no sure bets when it comes to this type of thing. But uh, yeah, honing in on the guys who are good at this specific style tends to pay off for us uh, more than it doesn't.
4: Cody, uh, I know there are more and more options out there. Uh, for betting NASCAR you have top three you have top five in addition to winner teams things like that they do matchups by groups do you typically focus on just trying to find the winner or do you do these other options as well
5: yeah I know it's all about the the prop bets basically in in uh, NASCAR the winner is always nice to hit right and it's always fun to hit those and you're getting some pretty good numbers usually on a week-to-week basis your favorites are five to one six to one this week pretty much ten to one or, or higher for everyone on the board so Always nice to hit those, but you real money makers uh, on a normal week. Our matchups don't typically hit those as hard on the super speedways. Um, but yeah, top tens, top fives. Those are really where you're kind of getting into the heart of your actual betting card each week. The group bets as well are another good one. Well, Cody, let's get
3: into the outright <laughs> winners here. Who do you like to win the race tomorrow? Obviously, the odds uh, uh, included as well.
5: Yeah, Kyle Busch is a guy that I really like. I think he's 12 to 1, 14 to 1 right now on the board. Um, He's a guy, he's been in NASCAR Cup Series a long time. This will be his 19th attempt at the Daytona 500. One of the greatest drivers throughout the history of the sport. He's accomplished just about everything throughout the top three series in NASCAR. Two-time champion. The one thing that eludes his resume is that Daytona 500. Cool little bit I've been sharing this week. Um, We'll see if the race actually gets in tomorrow, which is February 18th. A little bit of rain in Daytona, but hopefully they'll get it in. Uh, But if you go back to the history of the Daytona 500 on February 18th, 2001, Dale Earnhardt uh, passed away on February 18th in a Richard Childress racing car. The next time they went to Daytona in 2007, Kevin Harvick won the Daytona 500 on February 18th. Um, Then the next time they came back on February 18th, Austin Dillon won it in 2018 in a Richard Childress racing car. This will be the next time we come back to Daytona uh, on February 18th. And Kyle Busch is now in an RCR racing car. So I think all the stars are aligning. And uh, I think we might get a Kyle Busch uh, win this time. He was leading at the end of 500 miles last year, which is the scheduled distance, of course. uh, But a late wreck forced the race to go into overtime. Unfortunately, he didn't win it then. So I think he maybe gets his revenge in his 19th try this season.
4: What if our listeners were out there and let's say, hypothetically, they had $100 they wanted to bet on the race? How would you advise them to spend that $100? Obviously, a Bush to win ticket is part of that.
5: Yeah, I think uh, the best way on super speedways is really to break it up into as many pieces as you can. You, A race like this where the guys can get swept up in, in the big crashes, you kind of split it up, you know, maybe 10, 12 different ways. Find some different long shots you want. Um, you know, I would throw like a Corey LaJoy top five, top three in there um, and, and kind of sprinkle things around, hit a couple of different guys to finish in the top five, maybe even the top 10 if you want something a little more comfortable, uh, and then sprinkle on two or three, four guys to win the race and kind of have action all over the place so uh, you don't lose it all right away in, the, in one wreck, and, and it kind of gives you a chance spread out throughout the field.
3: Well, before we let you go, Cody, anybody that you like in those top three, top fives that's outside of Kyle Busch?
5: Yeah, Corey Lajoy, he's a guy that's uh, very, very big on. Um, I believe his top five number looks like it's five to one right now. Um, top three, if you want to get real crazy, I think it's about fourteen to one. So um he's a guy that's consistently very good on the super speedways. Uh man, we were two laps away from cash. and We had him two fifty to one to win a couple of years ago. Wow. at a similar style, a racetrack. He was leading with two laps to go. Didn't make it back to the checkered flag, unfortunately, but um, his number has come down a lot. The books have learned. He's very good at these types of tracks. Um, but he's definitely a guy I've got my eye on. think He's a uh, 65 to one to win too. I would definitely take a, take a look at him also, but he's a guy I really like to get in that top five and, and be able to kind of be there at the end of this race and have a chance to win it
3: all right Corey la a guy to maybe look out for during tomorrow's race daytona 500 gets underway 230 eastern eleven thirty pacific there kyle bush at 12 to 1 is who our guest cody z likes of the nascar gambling podcast Cody, we appreciate the time as always man be well and good luck with all the bets tomorrow thanks for having me on guys i appreciate it thank you good stuff there from cody z once again nascar gambling podcast over on twitter at husker underscore Z-E-E-B.
4: Z-E-E-B. uh we've uh Come to an end in Iowa City. The only lead Wisconsin had in overtime, a bucket with one second to go to win by, of course, the number we didn't want to. Mm-mm-mm. So, so Iowa gets the win
3: by two. Uh, not what we wanted, but hey, sometimes that's how, how that's how the betting card goes. But you, I mean, you've been cashing winners so North oh, yeah. Carolina, yeah, the- Oklahoma State, Iowa
4: State, Iowa State. Like you know, you're doing good. Just we're just trying to complete. Would have a- been a big, 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 big one there if we could have yeah. got Wisconsin. Um, could have had a big day, but we're still we're still on Front Street for the day. So at least you didn't bet the over in Kansas, Oklahoma. <laughs> Forty one was six. minutes. To, oh, they could get to one thirty. You got a shot. You just need a hundred
3: points. You know, that's all that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's all. The way Kansas has been playing basketball, I've I've been able to like sneak a couple of peaks here. Uh, the Jayhawks are just they're rough, man. <laughs> they are rough away from from Fog Allen. I don't know what's going on here with this team, but that's. I almost don't even want to say it because I think everyone's going to say it. But come tournament time, that's the team that everyone's going to want to fade. To where it's I, like, hey,
4: maybe there's maybe even value to bet Kansas come tournament time, just from a game to game standpoint. Especially if they're in a, a top 16 line, right? and in, in the three or the four line. Yeah, right? but if they're playing a sexy mid-major, yeah. that's going to be everyone's. <laughs> uh, here's
3: my bet. South Dakota State. <laughs> I don't even know the mid-major that's hot this year. But, I mean, we might get a situation. Could Kansas be the Providence of a couple years ago? You remember that when Providence was winning all the close games and everybody f- betting betting? I think they were laying like one or one and a half against a mid-major in the first round. They end yeah, up winning the game. They get to the Sweet 16. They yeah. actually lose to Kansas in the Sweet 16, Kansas en route to winning the national championship. But, yeah, there's like those certain teams that we all get fixated on fading come tournament time. Sometimes if the price ain't right, it ain't right. You got to go ahead and just pass or maybe actually play on that team maybe the Jayhawks this year are the team because right now watching them in Norman it ain't looking too hot it ain't looking too hot all right we'll continue to get you updated on what's going on around college hoops UConn they're putting a big number on Marquette right now we'll be back on the other side of Live Bet
0: Saturday
2: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: This, this week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is Live Bet Saturday coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Mike Palm. I'm Femi and Bebfe, Uh hanging out here on a Saturday. Busy Saturday at the Circa Sportsbook. I look behind me and I see nothing but people. Butts in seats. Energy high. There so was a party here at DeSirca. I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting that because it's the week after the football season ends. Usually there was like a little bit of a lull. People kind of gather themselves. But it's they a get holiday get it weekend. Up.
4: You have to remember that's,
3: that. That's a good point. Mm? I did not remember that because there's hashtag no holidays. We'll be working Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: that's why I didn't remember. We're going to have to have a lot of thoughts on presidents. We're going to have some reflections on those 12, 12 segments on Monday morning. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for that one. Um, but
3: that's a good point. A lot of people with a three-day yeah, weekend. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. I did not anticipate that. But it's been a lot of fun here at the Circus Sportsbook. Uh, thank you to Cody Zeeb, who joined us in the last segment. They're breaking down the Daytona 500. Cody has his podcast, NASCAR Gambling Podcast. You can make sure you catch that wherever you get your podcast. But we were talking about this during the break. This is obviously a special year. 366 days leap year here in 2024, February 29th, coming up of course here in about 12 days. And the owner of the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas, the one and only Derek Stevens, has a leap year special, a leap day special that he wants to share with everybody.
5: We have such an epic birthday party coming up. We're gonna do something at all three of our casinos, at the Golden Gate, the D, and at Circa Las Vegas. We're gonna celebrate with an open bar at every bar at all three properties, All drinks are on me for anyone born February 29th. We had to open up for all bars. It's been four years since your last birthday, so we're ready to go. Come join us 6 p.m. onward. Anybody born February 29th, come on down and celebrate at one of our properties. Have fun.
3: I mean, that sounds like a fantastic time. Uh, I was telling you during the break, my high school science teacher was born on the 29th. I don't know anybody else that's been born on the 29th, so hopefully we get a, a decent contingency of people that were born on that leap day.
4: Yes, uh, I think we have three employees that were born on that day. But three employees. But it should be what, right? Three sixty-five times four. It should be like one out of every fourteen hundred people or so. Yes, are yeah. born. Um, three sixty-four times four. Um, That's insane. Three yeah, three employees. out of. But there's almost three thousand. It's like twenty-six hundred and something. So we we looked at. We looked that up. Uh, I tell you another thing that I don't know. We haven't come up with the date yet. But he, Derek had a good idea. For all those people in 2020 or whatever it was yeah 2020 that didn't get their high school graduation in clark yeah. county because of covid to have a big party for them sometime this summer at stadium swim that everybody that cool. missed their graduation i think that's a cool idea yeah. it's, it's like, like a semi-reunion too. clark county school district is huge i was trying to figure out like how many people graduate from high school uh each year in the clark county So i mean so you know if it's 40 50 000 and you can get a couple percent of them you still have a nice party out at stadium swim but I'm he sure he's, he's, he's got some good ideas. To yeah,
3: I'm sure they would appreciate that. Of mm-hmm. course, obviously, uh, anybody who had to graduate in 2020, I would just feel gutted for because that's one of the best years of your life, be able to graduate. Right. Last time you see your friends, and and you, you had to see them on Zoom. But uh, that's you're neither here nor there. Uh, but with the leap year and leap day thing that Derek Stevens is doing, we decided to have a little fun game that we can play here. Should we take the leap? with some of these bets in the futures markets here so it's pretty much hey do you agree with this statement or is it a little bit of a leap to go ahead and have to bet this the first one will be in major league baseball is it a leap mike palm that the dodgers will go over their win total of 103
4: and a half this season i'm not sure it's a leap i mean that's their that's their their posted win total (laughs) so i don't don't know if it's a somewhat efficient I, i still have questions about the rotation um because at the end of the year they had nobody. I mean, like Lance Lynn was their number two guy at the end of the year. I mean, that was a big problem going into playoffs. They've got back. to rebuild the whole rotation. Chris Shaw's back for how long? Till it's back again at the hip? It'll start being hips and knees at this age. Um, and Bueller, right? Bueller's a big, a a a big key piece of that. But I still think they got to build the depth of their their starting rotation. I think they have too many outfielders. They get really outfielder heavy. If I, if Otani was pitching this year, I would yeah. I would like this number, but it would probably be like 107 and a half or 108 and a half. I don't think it's a leap, but I wouldn't bet it over. I would lean under if anything. But man, adding Otani to that lineup, Betts, yeah. Otani,
3: Freeman, like you still got Muncie, right? He's still out there, like
4: it's a lot of, that that lineup can carry you through an entire season yeah you still have to have pitching over the long summer you yeah. still have to have guys that can go out there and eat innings and not have to go to the bullpen all the time so <laughs> would you bet it over if you had to bet it one way or the other i wouldn't bet it under all right i wouldn't bet it over you wouldn't bet it over we well, agreed to disagree
3: it looks, it looks like we would just not bet it <laughs> 103 and a half Line's sharp uh this next one is it a leap to think the Kansas City Chiefs at plus six fifty will repeat as Super Bowl champions next season? Remember, no team in NFL history
4: has ever won three consecutive Super Bowls. Well, they have to have not an outstanding regular season because we don't want them favored in the playoffs. They, have, if as long as they're a dog, they'll never lose, right? Mahomes, they never lose. That that's the storyline. Um, Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. That's what Mahomes said. Things went. I mean. Look, they're, they're so very well coached. They make great halftime adjustments and they got breaks here and there along the way, um, but they take advantage of all of them. And when they, he has the ball last, they're always going to win, right? I mean, it, it seems that way. Six consecutive AFC championship games. Don't you have to say they're going to make it back to another? He's never not been to an AFC championship game. So you, you would say they're in the final four, right? We're going to say, well, team win a national championship. Well, we know we're going to make the final four. So they probably got a pretty decent chance. I do not think it's a leap. Uh, that they could repeat or have their three, now, three-peat, now it would be. I'm a little torn. I'll say it's a leap just because we've never seen it happen.
3: Like, like we've never seen... And, and, and maybe Mahomes is just different. Hashtag different, as the kids say. He might be different and might be the guy that can lead a team to three consecutive Super Bowls, but there's a reason why it's never happened. Like, there's been better... Not better players or better teams. Like, there's been, like, other dynasties that have ran up on being able to potentially do this and they just haven't been able to do it. Whether it's the, the Brady years, the Cowboys, or the 49ers, or whoever the Steelers, the first, the first Packers team, the, they first, won the Packers. first two, right? They, they won the first two, they didn't win Super Bowl three. <laughs> that was Joe Namath's guarantee. But like it's, it's difficult to win three straight Super Bowls, it's never been done. And I guess if you're ever going to bet on something that's never been done, Mahomes is a pretty good person to do it. But I'll go ahead and bet against it. I don't think they're going to be able to win three consecutive Super Bowls. Things just happen, attrition. I mean, Travis Kelsey's getting up there in age. Who knows what happens with Chris Jones? I'll, I'll say that it's a leap to go ahead and play
4: that plus 650. The next one. Is it well, a, I'm going to stop you. Would the Cowboys have won three straight in the early 90s if, if Jimmy stayed around? 100%. I think they'd have won four or five straight. But that was before the salary cap. Yeah, like, like, the
3: salary cap had just been implemented. Now it's obviously like yeah. a big part of the mm-hmm. sport. <laughs> um, they didn't start losing guys off until like yeah. around that time and stuff. But, yeah, they could have done it, but, you know. We did it, baby. Barry Switzer went ahead and won three and four years. Uh, Bootleggers, it, son. Is it a leap to think Tiger Woods can return from his withdrawal at the Genesis
4: invite and be competitive this year on the PGA Tour? Huge leap. It's just not healthy enough. It's unfortunate. It's really, it sucks it because does. like everybody got deflated yesterday afternoon when he had to withdraw, right? People I mean, even to cheat. The texting. Yeah. I mean, every. it's just, it, it's... I was posed this question on the radio yesterday, and I might have mentioned it to you off air or maybe even on air in the first segment about is Caitlin, has Caitlin Clark done more for her sport than any other one person has done for their sport? And one of the answers was Tiger Woods. Yeah, we talked about right? yep, Tiger, yeah. Woods. Tiger Woods yeah, and it, it, what he did for the sport and what he did to the ratings and the betting on, on the, the sport money. and brought all kinds of people to the sport. So it, it's, it's absolutely tragic Um, to think of how he could have been had not many different things happened. But I think this is a huge leap, even before his withdrawal, to think that he was going to be competitive again. And by competitive, I mean being there on Sunday and winning tournaments.
3: Well, the, the good thing about this, I mean, I guess the quote unquote good yep. thing is that the withdrawal didn't have anything to do with the back or the leg. No. It was he caught the flu. Yeah, stomach and, stuff. And stomachs, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was that in and out burger that he was eating. It really went in and out for Tiger. Uh. But, but like, I, I don't know if his, his diet whatever is going on there, that might have been a tricky situation. But it, it at least wasn't the back or the leg. So li- that gives me a little bit more optimism heading forward as we approach the Masters. Because everybody wants to see Tiger play the weekend at Augusta. Even if he's going to be playing early on in the morning, we still want to see it. So hopefully he's able to go ahead and make the cut there in about a month or so. But it does feel like a leap that he'll be quote-unquote competitive in terms of actually winning PGA Tour events. Last one. Is it a leap to think that Doc Rivers and the Bucs can figure it out and win the Eastern Conference? They're
4: 3-1 to one right now to win the East. Yes, it's a leap. Uh, they've been awful. Uh, the defense has been a problem all year and Doc hasn't figured it out so far in his tenure I think the Celtics are awfully good um, when I look at the East um, and I think, Cle- I think Cleveland's another team that's on the rise I, I don't I, I would bet I'd lay against the Bucks winning the East and, and you can do it here because we have the two way markets on everything I agree. Doc Rivers is not a coach I'd want in the postseason, uh,
3: especially at the price of 3-1 to there. And, hey, Doc is already starting to call the guys out. Said that we had a couple guys here, a couple guys in Cabo. So things are going well in Milwaukee. I hope the (laughs) the All-Star break, which Doc Rivers is coaching the Eastern Conference All-Star team tomorrow. So uh, that's what's going on in the NBA. All right, we'll begin hour number two, resetting the deck in college basketball next year on Live Bet Saturday.